Welcome to Mint, the podcast equipping you to run the race of faith well. On this show, you can trust that we'll dive deep into God's Word and discuss practical ways to live out its truth. It's not easy to be a follower of Jesus today, so let's be salt and light together. I love hearing from you, so send me a message with any questions, feedback, or victory stories you might have from the podcast. In addition, in the show notes, you'll find a link to my website, which has bonus content, free resources, mint merchandise, and gives you an opportunity to sponsor the show. We're listener funded, and we're so grateful for those of you who partner with us in the mission. Let's go run the race, friends. Well, welcome to season four. I am so excited and honored to launch another season with my sidekick and fearless director, Annie. God has been so faithful and we are giving him all the glory for every testimony, every story of life change, every encouragement that has come from this show. It's all God. Amen. So the glory is his and he works through his word to change us and to strengthen our hearts and to sustain us in the harsh seasons. It's just awesome to see the power of his word at work. And that is the reason that we are so committed to scripture on the Mint podcast, because we believe it's our lifeline. We believe it's our shield of protection. We believe it's the fuel that drives us. And so we are going to keep diving deep into God's word. We're going to keep humbling ourselves underneath it. We're going to keep submitting to God's glorious plan. And we're going to wait in anticipation for what he is going to do in response. And it has been an honor to receive so many testimonies this summer of how the podcast has impacted you, our loyal listeners. And I'm going to leave names out for the sake of privacy, but we had one woman who is just in a really hard season with her marriage and just kind of at the end, and she says every time she has a bad day, she keeps going back and listening to this specific series, the Peacemaker series of season one, and it gives her what she needs to keep going. And we have another girl, a high school girl, so sweet. And she has a football player who is an atheist and he's been bullying her at school. And when she has a hard time, she goes and listens to the podcast from season three about loving our enemies. And it gives her the strength to keep going to school and to keep praying for her bully. And I just think that is so awesome. If you are listening and you know who you are, I'm so proud of you. You keep going. You keep shining your light. You don't let anybody dim that. And just hearing from people that are coming back to their faith or walking into a hard season. Uh, We have a listener and just some unknown health concerns and they have started to listen and started to cling to faith and hold on to God's word and just how it has strengthened them for this unknown journey. And every time I get a story like that, I just say, yay, God, thank you for using your word to change our lives. And that's why we do the Mint podcast. It's to see the word of God come alive in the hearts and the minds of Christ followers. That's why I talk about the hard stuff in life and how we can do it according to the word so that you don't feel alone, so that you know that we're in it together, so that we can encourage one another in the faith journey. So let's pray and then let's get rolling on season four. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) God, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for how you love your people and how you work in our lives. We thank you for the power of your word. And God, as we head into a new season, we ask that you would come with all the fullness of your spirit and that you would fill us up to overflowing with more of you. 
God, we love you so much. Will you give us eyes to see you and ears to hear you and hearts that are courageous enough to follow you, even in the midst of the hardest times. Amen. Well, I always like every once in a while to give a life update because I want to be real with you and I want you to know where I'm at and it can kind of help you understand where my content is coming from and what I'm looking and what I'm working through and hopefully that can be encouraging to you. But I thought I would do that first. And we also have a lot of new listeners around here and I just want you to know who this mint lady is that you are listening to. So my name's Minta and I have been married to my husband Ben for almost 10 years and he is my best friend and biggest supporter. We have four kids and Olivia is going to college out in California in San Francisco. She's trained to be a ballerina. She's our oldest. Ty is a senior in high school. He's next and he is actually doing post-secondary work at the University of Northwestern this year and then we have two littles, Zeke and Truett. They just started school and they are in second grade and kindergarten. So I have bigs and I have littles. You'll hear me talk about them a lot. They are my biggest blessing and one of my biggest challenges. Parenting is not for the faint of heart. Amen. And walking into a season where I have a full-blown adult living on her own and I have a teenager about to fly the nest and then two little kids who are in a season of lots of joy and lots of energy but lots of pushing and disobedience and so they stretch me and they challenge me and they are hard but I love them so much so that is our family and my husband Ben has been a teacher and a football coach for almost 25 years and this summer he made a ginormous change we did a lot of praying and fasting and he has started in construction full time. And so this is our first fall ever without him doing varsity football. He is going to coach second grade flag football, but it's our first season in the fall without football and our first season of just being self-employed and walking through all those challenges. And those of you who've made huge career changes in life know how scary and unpredictable and fun that can be. So we are navigating that together and we still are living in our fixer-upper, living that dream. We have completely gutted a Rambler and had over six dumpsters full. We're not done gutting it yet. We live in the basement. There's one door and it's on the bathroom, but otherwise there are no doors, no flooring, no trim, no kitchen. And we live pretty bare bones, but someday this house is going to be amazing. And someday I will have a kitchen and could cook real meals again. Someday. So that is me in a nutshell. And I just want to give you a ministry update too. Mint is a production of Reckless Abandoned Ministries. That is our nonprofit organization. And the goal of RAM is the same as the Mint podcast. It's to equip you to run the race of faith well. And so coming up this fall, we are revamping our website as we press into what, where God's leading and what he has for this ministry in our website. And you can find the address in the show notes. It'll be there. Is I will restart the blog. So there'll be a blog twice a week. You can go on and read if you need encouragement. We are going to have a merchandise page where you can go on and find mint merch. So if you want a mint podcast t-shirt or if you want to have a real glittery Jesus shirt or we're going to have some fun merchandise and hats and mugs and things available for purchase. And those are great ways 
to not only advertise for the Mint Podcast, but to advertise your faith, start a really cool conversation with somebody. Hey, what's the Mint Podcast? Oh, it's this podcast I listen to, and we talk about faith and how to do real life. It's a great door opener, and we've had a lot of stories come in about how people share the podcast with their friends when they're going through a hard time, and then the friend becomes a listener, and then they share. So that can be a great way to witness to to your friends or start a conversation about faith and have a really cool shirt or a really cool mug in the meantime. So we're going to have a merchandise page. We will still have a practical resources page where you can go on and download for free um, worksheets that go along with the content from the Mint podcast. And don't get, don't shy away from the word worksheet. Like I'm giving you homework that's going to be so boring that you don't want to do, but it is an opportunity for you. If after an episode, especially for our upcoming series this year, if you want to go deeper, if you want to dive deeper, if you want a little more content to go into your morning devotions, you can go on to Practical Resources, download those guys for free, print them out, and study them on your own. We are going to have a much easier to find donation page on our website where you can, if you want to support the show, Mint is completely listener supported. And we are just so grateful for those of you that have taken a step out in faith with us to partner with us on the mission of getting the word of God out there and helping people fall in love with God's word. And something that is new also that's coming in the last year is Bible studies. And my dad and I have started to write Bible studies some together, some on our own, and we've been doing those, and we have decided we would love to offer those to you. So that will be separate from the free practical resources page, and you'll be able to go on the website and find Bible studies that are so good and intended to help you dive deep and see themes throughout scripture and just help you grow your faith. Those will be available. So pretty soon, as our website's undergoing construction here, we are going to have so many resources for you on our website. Again, it'll be in the show notes. And I'm so excited because all of these things can equip you to run the race of faith well. We're going to have such a variety of things that you can grab hold of to help you grow deeper in your faith walk. And if you are searching, if you are hungry, these are going to be so helpful and so great. And as always, we'll have that contact page so you can reach out, you can ask for prayer. You can share a testimony, whatever it is. We love hearing from you. So that's it in a nutshell. And before I move on, one of the other things you'll hear me talk about often on this show is my health. And I, for the last 10 years, have battled off and on with Lyme's and with an autoimmune disease, fibromyalgia. And I go through seasons where my body flares and I am rendered almost useless and in so much pain. And sometimes I do okay. And my commitment to God is that I'm going to just keep running as fast as I can despite what's going on with my health and to keep chasing him and to keep doing what I believe he's called me to do in just in full transparency. My health this summer took a deep dive for the worst and I feel like I'm climbing out of a black hole and some days are better than others but I know God is with me. I know he loves me and I have people praying for me and cheering cheering me on and encouraging me and I'm trying a million different ways uh, and believing that God is going to ultimately heal me. But that is something that I struggle with. And probably my deepest faith questions come from that place of crying out to God and asking for healing and asking for relief and waiting on him to bring that and to fulfill that for me. And 
I know some of you listening out there can relate to that. Being in a place where you just have cried out to God and asked and asked for a healing for yourself or for someone else or cried out and asked for a relationship to be restored and you're waiting on that. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are in a, a season of waiting on the Lord, you are in good company. And we are so glad that you are here and we will do this together. We're going to keep pressing in to what God has for us despite what's going on in the world around us. And so that's me. And I am so excited about doing this. And one thing I've learned through this journey is that it's impossible to do it alone. So I hope that when you join us for the Mint Podcast, that you find encouragement and that you find community and that you find a new strength and that you find practical steps that are going to help you because I'm cheering for you and I'm praying for you because I know this isn't easy, especially in today's culture. And I don't think it's going to get any easier. And so we are doing everything that we can here at Mint to support you and help you. And we want you to know, friends, that we love you. Now, as I mentioned, we are going to be kicking off a new series in season four, and it is called Abundant. Well, what does that mean, Minta? Where did you get that? And John 10.10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, that's Jesus, came that you may have life and have it abundantly. So this series, Abundant, is all about living a full, rich, satisfying life with the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus's spirit inside of us, and that when we live in that place, in relationship with him and his spirits in us, then there is a fullness and a power and a wisdom that we don't have on our own that comes to us. And so this series is going to be about how can we live life full of the Holy Spirit in our hearts so that we have that abundance in us spilling out to those around us. And the Bible calls that the fruit, right? The fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. So each episode, we're going to take a look at one fruit, what it is, how we get it, and then we are going to have an incredible testimony of somebody who has experienced that fruit to the fullest. And I just know that you are going to love hearing these stories because they're incredible and they're going to inspire you. But my thought was that in order for us to talk about the fruit of living by the Holy Spirit, we first need to talk about, well, what exactly is that? And what does it look like? So that's what we're going to tackle on today's show. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit and then manifest the fruit of the Spirit? Because when I say, let's get filled with the Holy Spirit, how many of you get a little uncomfortable and shift in your seat? And maybe that feels a little Pentecostal and all you can picture is this church going crazy with people, their hands in the air and they're dancing in the aisles and people are falling over, getting slain in the spirit and everybody's shouting in unrecognizable languages. And you're like, uh, Minta, this, sure, this isn't me though. I don't feel comfortable with this and and that's not, mm -mm, my face a little more quiet. Like I don't want to be one of those crazy Jesus people. So I just want to put you at ease, friend. If that is you, that is okay. You can take a deep breath because I'm not going to try to slay you in the spirit today. I'm not going to try to convert you to another denomination or make you speak in an unknown language. I just want to lay a foundation so that we're all on the same page. Because I did not understand what it meant to live according to the Holy Spirit for most of my faith journey. See, I accepted Christ as a little girl. I was five years old. I prayed in my bedroom one day during nap time. (laughs) And I have gone to church, but for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit remained a mystery to me. 
And I didn't understand what the Holy Spirit's role was in my life. I don't remember really talking about it. I didn't read my Bible, so I definitely didn't read about it. And I don't remember pastors talking about it. And I'm sure that they did. But I just didn't understand the Holy Spirit. I thought it was for those crazy Pentecostal people who went to church for four hours on Sunday mornings. I didn't understand that it was, a, it was a, the very essence of living the Christian life. And I didn't understand that I could access that. That was in my heart and that was available to me. All I knew was that I'd prayed a prayer and that Jesus was with me and that I needed to try to be holy and good. But until I was 33 years old, I tried to do that in my own strength. And if you know my story, you know I failed. You know I fell short. And I tried to do my life and the really hard things, my life hit a a really hard time and I tried to do it on my own, but my fleshly desires and my earthly ways took over and I lost the war. And on our own, because we're sinful people, we're always going to fall short. And that's why God sent us his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be in us, to help transform our heart and to give us God's power to change and God's power to do the right thing because he knew we weren't going to be able to do it by ourselves. But I did that. I tried to do it by myself. I was like a little toddler. You know how you try to like help them tie their shoes and they're like, no, I do myself. And then it takes 35 minutes to get the shoes on and you can't get out the door. I was like that. And God's just waiting, sitting there by me like, I'm I'm here to help you, child. And I just tried to do it on my own. And, you know, we get caught up in life, but the reality is that there's this war going on in our in our hearts and our souls between the flesh and in our, in our spirit. And if we try to do it on our own, we're going to lose. But when we walk with the Holy Spirit and when we're seeking God and we have his power in us, then we have a shot. Then we have a shot at overcoming the world and the flesh and choosing him and producing fruit. But we need his help. We need his spirit. And I think one of the the best books in the Bible to understand that is the book of John. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know I love me some book of John. And almost every episode, we are going to end up in there for some portion of it because John does such a great job. This is a side note. This is not even in my notes. It is free for you today. But he does such a great job of just showing the glory of God and helping us understand who God is and who we are as his followers. And then when we see that glory of God, it increases our faith. And so I think John is just such a solid book to start. So it's no surprise that he does a great job of helping us understand the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we're going to read some passages in John 14 and 16 where he's explaining to his disciples what's going to happen when he leaves and how he's still going to be with them and helping them. But it's not going to be that he's physically with them. He's with them in the Spirit. So we're going to start in John 14, verse 15. Jesus says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot recognize him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. 
since I live, you will also live. And when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I'm my father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus explains that so well. And John did a great job retelling it that Jesus is going to leave and we're not going to be able to see him, but he's going to come back to us and he's going to live inside of us and it's going to be his power inside of us. Now, verses 23, I'm going to keep going. Jesus said, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. And anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things now while I'm with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that's the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. And he will remind you of everything I have told you. So isn't that such a great description of what's going on and then in chapter 16 he goes on a little further and he says this but now i'm going to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking me where i'm going instead you grieve because of what i've told you but in fact it is best for you that i go away because if i don't the advocate won't come that's the holy spirit if i do go away then i will send him to you and when he comes he will convict the world of sin and of god's righteousness in the coming judgment the world's sin is that it refused to believe in me Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you'll see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There's more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he won't speak on his own, but he'll tell you what he's heard from the Father. And he will tell you about the future. So those are some big promises about what God's spirit does in us. And if I could summarize those, it says that the Spirit is going to be our helper, our advocate, and He will tell us about the Father, and He will convict us of sin, and He'll show us God's righteousness, and it says that He will guide us into all truth. That's how we're going to know what the truth is, that Jesus is going to come literally be inside and be our compass. And elsewhere in Scripture, Luke 11, verse 13, it says that the Holy Spirit is a good gift that we receive. And in Acts 1.8, it says that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. We're given the power of Jesus inside of us. In Romans 5, verse 5, it says that we're given the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. God literally fills us through his spirit with his love. It's a special kind of love. We're going to dive into that next episode. Romans 15.13 says that when we have the Holy Spirit, we will overflow with confident hope. That's where the, our hope comes from is the spirit inside of us. In Ephesians 4, verse 30, it says we are identified as gods by the Spirit in us. That that's our guarantee that we'll be saved until the day of redemption. That's how we know. That Spirit is our guarantee. That's how we're identified. And in Titus 3, it says that we're given new birth and new life through the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is so vital. It's so important. It literally is our lifeline. It's how we become transformed. It's how we walk out what we learn about in the word. This is, the Christian faith is not supposed to be some heavy burden, some yoke that you put on where you just have to try harder and keep doing it on your own effort. And oh, if I could just do more and do more then maybe I can achieve this. It's not that at all. It's that when we receive the gift of faith, God comes into our hearts. He sends his spirit to empower us to do all those things. 
We don't have to do that on our own. We just surrender to him. We accept that gift. We obey him and he will do that work through us. Does that make sense? The other thing that it talks about in God's word is that when we are filled with the spirit, we get gifts. So that's kind of fun. And I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians. Paul does a great job of talking about what are the different kinds of spiritual gifts that we get. And it says that every believer gets one when they accept the Lord into their life, we are given a gift for the benefit of the body of Christ to help those around us. So I'm going to read about the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, he gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether that message is from God or another spirit. And still another is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another the ability to interpret what's being said. Now it's the one and only spirit, the Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts and he decides which gift each person person should have. And so isn't that interesting that there are different gifts and we're all given one? And then in Galatians chapter 5, I'm just going to flip there, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit is in us, we produce fruit. And I'm not talking about pineapples and oranges and bananas and strawberries. I'm talking about the attributes that come out of our heart and out of our personality. It says the fruit of the Spirit is this, love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but when I look at that list, I sure am thankful for the Holy Spirit's help in walking that out because it is not always easy. But the Holy Spirit is so amazing. And it's meant for each of us who has a relationship with Christ, each and every believer. And it's what makes it possible for us to walk out our faith, to walk out a life in pursuit of holiness and righteousness. Without it, it's going to be impossible and exhausting. And we're going to fall short and we're going to be discouraged and we're going to feel frustrated. Now, I just want to make a quick note before we move on. You might have heard me talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and be like, well, I don't have any of those gifts. I can't heal people. I don't do miracles. Like, I, something's broken. I might not have the Spirit. And it's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. If your gift has not made itself known yet, you can just take heart. Because we're told in Galatians 5 that we're known by our fruit, not our gifts. And so the way to know if you've got the Holy Spirit in you is if you've got the fruits of the Spirit coming out of your life. If you can see evidence of love and joy and peace and patience coming out of your life, then that's the best indicator. You don't need to worry about the gifts. Those will come um, as we seek and as we press in. So I want to now start to focus on the fruit of the Spirit. How do we get that? How do we have the Holy Spirit living in, in our life? Isn't that kind of the next question that we ask? If, if the faith journey is impossible without the Spirit, then we need the Holy Spirit. How do we get that? 
How do we get filled up with the Holy Spirit? Well, the first step is to have a relationship with Jesus, because when we invite him in, that's the promise, that's the gift, is that he gives us his spirit to come inside and transform us and to work on us and to help us and to empower us. So if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you a quick opportunity right now. I just feel really called to do that, that you might be listening and, and you say, you know what? I don't know that I've ever fully given my life over, or I would like to rededicate my life to the Lord because I want that. I want his spirit with me. I want this fullness. I want to live life in abundance. And I've realized I've been trying to do it on my own. So I'm going to just pray a prayer. And you can pray along with me if you want, just quietly in your heart, or you don't have to, but I really feel like I need to give that opportunity. So Father, I just, we come before you now, and I know that you see all hearts and you hear us. So Lord, if there's someone who's listening who prays this prayer, will you draw near to them, Lord, and will you just take over their life? God, I just thank you that you see us and you hear us. Here's the prayer. Dear Lord, I acknowledge that I need you. I have fallen so short on my own. Please forgive me of my sin. Take over as Lord of my life. I believe Jesus died on the cross to cover my mistakes. And I want new life with you. Take over. Amen. Well, I want to congratulate you. If that's the first time you've prayed that prayer, way to go. There is, the Bible tells us, a party in heaven when people decide that they want to dedicate their life to the Lord. And Or maybe for you, that was just a rededication of like, Lord, I need you more. Lord, I want the Holy Spirit in me. And, and if that was you, then that's awesome. And you can do that every day. And in fact, that is my first practical tip. If you want to live a life full of the Holy Spirit, every morning ask for it. Um, part of my morning routine is, well, I make my coffee, let's be honest. We do that first. Then I pull out my Bible and I read a psalm and a proverb and a chapter in the New Testament. And, and then I pray and my prayers like this, Lord, thank you for who you are. You alone are worthy, God. You're so good. I surrender my life to you. I ask for your kingdom to come, your will be done. Lord, will you send me your Holy Spirit to fill me up today to empower me to do your will? That's how I start my prayer every single day as I ask for a filling of the Holy Spirit. And I know it, it, it feels kind of confusing sometimes because it's like if you have Jesus in your heart, you already have the Spirit in there. That it's just for me an act of surrender and an asking of God to continue to just show me and to pour it out over me and for him to know that I desire him and that I'm seeking him. It's like, Lord, more. I want more of that spirit. Help me activate that spirit inside of me. And a really good prayer for that is found in Ephesians 1. And I love to take scripture and make it personal and pray it over myself. But Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. And this is Paul's prayer. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he has called, the people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power 
for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power, the Holy Spirit, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And you can just pray that over yourself every morning. Lord, give me spiritual wisdom and insight that I might grow in my knowledge of you. Lord, let my heart be flooded with light so I can understand my confident hope. Lord, help me understand the great power that's available to me, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Send me your spirit. Send me that power. And you can just pray that every day. And that's a great practical way to begin your journey of living life in accordance with the Spirit. So what else can we do? Because I love to get practical on my shows. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to read Scripture. It is literally the language of God. And the more that you read it, the easier it is for Him to speak to you. It's like when you have to learn a foreign language like Spanish. and You have to study it and get to know the words. And then you can understand it when it's spoken to you. And then you can start to speak it yourself We have to get like that with God's word, that we know his language and he speaks to us and then we all of a sudden can understand it and hear it and then the Holy Spirit will use that to prompt you. So you will get in a situation and you will pray for understanding or you will pray for a breakthrough or you'll pray for help and all of a sudden a Bible verse will pop into your head and God will speak to you through that. All of a sudden a verse will come to mind when you are really struggling and it'll bring you encouragement or it'll give you wisdom, or you will find a new a new hope rise up in you because a verse will come to mind. And so the Holy Spirit will use God's language, his own language to speak to you. So the more you know it, the easier it is for you to recognize when he's speaking to you. The third thing I would recommend, just real practical, is to sit in the quietness. This is so hard, especially for me. I like to be busy and be doing things, but just to sit quietly and listen and make space for the Holy Spirit to nudge you. Because see, the tendency is that we always are keep, we keep going and we're busy and there's always noise on and we're always thinking about things or we're always got a, a podcast on, which I'm not telling you to turn off the Mint podcast, but I'm just saying we've always got noise. And then because we're busy, we miss the nudge. And see, the Holy Spirit... It, Sometimes we'll hit you over the head with a hammer or put a giant sign in front of your face so you know what to do. But often it's just like a little tap on your shoulder. Hey, do this. Hey, ask that cashier how they're doing today. Hey, your kid needs a hug. Hey, you better call your friend. It's just a little nudge. It's a little tap. But we have to be make space enough to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us. That's one of the really important steps in learning to walk by the Spirit is to make space to listen and to start to have an awareness that you've got a little tap on the shoulder, a little nut feeling in your gut that you're supposed to do something. And so if we're too busy, if we're if we're always distracted, we're not going to notice those nudges. And the more you act on the nudges, then the more you're going to get the nudges and the more you're going to feel the nudges. And it's going to snowball that in order to start that process, it's really great to just be quiet and learn to listen and learn to hear. Another thing I would recommend, number four, is to just journal. Journal what you think you hear. So if you are praying and you feel like God gives you a special word of knowledge or tells you, hey, you should look for a new job or hey, you need to call somebody and pray for them, write that down. And then you can come back to it later and look and say, oh, look at that. The Spirit was speaking to me. Oh, look at that. That nudge I got, that was right. 
And the other thing you can do is then check it against scripture. Because when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, it will never be in contradiction to God's word. So sometimes we get big nudges, right? Like, hey, you should quit your job and get another job. Or, hey, you should do this. And you always want to make sure if you want to know that that voice is the Spirit, as you're learning to hear the Spirit and walk according to the Spirit, it will always line up with Scripture. The Holy Spirit will never nudge you to do something that is contrary to the Word of God, ever. The fifth thing, and here's my encouragement to you, if you feel a nudge, act on it. Now this, my friends, takes courage, and it also takes time. But it gets easier, and the more often that you listen to the nudge and the more obedient you are, the more you're gonna hear the voice and the more you're gonna recognize it. It'll get familiar, like how a baby can recognize its mom's voice and when it hears its mom's voice, it starts crying. It'll get like that. The more that you obey the voice and listen for it, the louder it'll get and the easier it'll be for you to understand. It will be a familiar voice. But this isn't easy because often you get nudged at Well, not very easy times, right? You're late, you're in line at the grocery store and you get a nudge that the person in line behind you, you should say hi and see how their day's going. But really, you don't listen to the nudge because you just need to go pick up your kid in the line and you don't wanna be late and you gotta get dinner on the stove. So sometimes it's inconvenient. And sometimes it's scary because you might get nudged to talk to your neighbor and invite them to church and you're like, to invite them to church. I don't think that's going to go well. I've heard them make fun of Christians before, but you've got this nudge. So learning how to listen and obey the Holy Spirit when it prompts you takes time and it takes courage and it takes you be willing to be inconvenienced sometimes. The sixth thing I'll say is to stay humble and stay obedient because the Holy Spirit is holy. And it it can't be where sin is, and it can't be where disobedience is, and it can't be where pride is. And so we have to try just to keep humbling ourselves under the word of God, humbling ourselves to the Lord, because we know he doesn't expect us to be perfect, right? God knows that we're going to fall short, but also knowingly understanding that we can't live in open defiance and rebellion of God's word and expect that he's going to send his Holy Spirit to dwell in us and work in us. So we have to be careful that we are pursuing righteousness, not perfection, but pursuing righteousness, humbling ourselves under God, asking for forgiveness when we sin, pursuing that because we are the temple for the Lord, right? Our bodies are a temple and God cannot send his spirit to live in a temple that is defiled and that is full of sin. So we have to at least try to be pursuing that and God has grace that covers our mistakes, but If you're living in open rebellion of God, if you're living in open sin, you can't expect that the Holy Spirit is going to come live in your life and dwell and produce fruit in you because it literally cannot be where sin is. And so this is one of those things where every once in a while you kind of got to take an analysis and this isn't as fun and look at your life and go, oh, do I have any areas in my heart that I need to do a little heart surgery on? Do I have any areas in my life I need to bring into obedience to the word of God? Do I have any areas in my life where I'm living just with a bad attitude that is not pleasing to the Lord that would be hindering his spirit from flowing through my life? And so that one's not as fun. And I don't want anybody to feel condemnation there because we all fall short. We all sin. We all need to do to do these assessments of our heart and see where we're at and, and ask forgiveness for sin and continue in that pursuit 
if we want to see the Holy Spirit living in us. And then finally, thankfulness. Thankfulness matters. Thank the Lord. Take time to be grateful. When you hear a nudge from the Spirit and you follow it and God does something and He produces fruit, be the one to go back and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your Spirit. I see that was you working in me, producing a fruit. Thank you. I want more of you, Jesus. But thankfulness opens the door for God's presence. And if you want more in his life, then cultivate a heart of gratitude and be so grateful for the, produce, the fruit that he's producing in you. Now, I know all of this might feel a little awkward at first, and I'm not trying to give you a specific formula and say, you've got to do these seven steps and oh goodness, Minta, this is overwhelming. No, I'm just trying to give you practical ways that friend, if you want to walk in an abundant life, if you would like to see more fruit in your life, if you'd like to have an outpouring of love in your life, or you, you need an outpouring of patience in your life, preaching to the choir here, or you need an outpouring of gentleness in your life or kindness or joy, oh Jesus, send me joy has been my prayer all summer. I need joy, Jesus. I can't find it on my own. I'm in too much pain. My kids are bugging me. This house is a disaster, Jesus. I need your joy because I can't get there on my own. That's why I put these practical steps together so that you have a way to get from here to there, that you just have some practical things you could do if you find yourself in a place where, oh, you just need the Spirit because you can't find it on your own. You need him to come and fill in that space. But friends, I know that if you listen and you wait on him, that spirit that's inside of you will speak to you and it will act in you and it will pour power into you and you will produce fruit and you will find over time that you all of a sudden have a gentleness that was never there. Or you have a kindness that you didn't know you had. Or you are so peace-giving, you can't even recognize yourself. Or you're so loving to your enemy, you can't even believe it. But it is that power of the Holy Spirit in you that is going to produce that. And there are ways that we can partner with the Holy Spirit and meet Him. Those practical ways to speed that process up and put it into motion and activate that abundant life. Right? Run the race of faith well. Don't run it tired. Don't run it empty. Don't run it alone. Fill it with abundance. Run it in abundance. And that's what we're going to look at now for the next episodes. We are going to look at the abundance of fruit that is available to us through the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we're going to dive the next episode into love. And we're just going to talk about what it is. And I have an incredible testimony of the divine love of God that you are going to absolutely love. So I hope that you're going to join us. Friends, let's pray before we end. And I just want to remind you that you can head to my website. And again, the link will be in the show notes for the podcast, but you can head to my website and under the practical resources tab, there'll be a sheet for you if you want to dive deep and see some more verses on the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and what the promises are of the Holy Spirit in your life. That is there available for you if you would like to do more. No pressure at all though. Uh, Just want to offer that up for you. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for your goodness. Oh, you are a good God. And you love us, Lord, so well. Thank you that you saw us in all our humanity and that you decided to send us your spirit, the same 
life-giving spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Lord, you give that to us as a gift when we do life with you. And that is so incredible. And we thank you and we praise you. God, we ask that as we walk forward in our faith, you would help us to be people who seek you. Lord, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit over us in increasing measure. We ask that you would give us all those things in Ephesians 1, a wisdom and a spiritual discernment and a power and a knowledge and an understanding of you, God. Will you pour that out over us that we may manifest your fruit to the world around us, that we can pour out the love and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the gentleness and the goodness so that the world around us can see you and know you and be drawn to you, that the light would shine in the darkness. God, we thank you and we praise you and we give you the glory for who you are. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mint, the podcast equipping you to run the race of faith well. More resources are available at my website and the link is in the show notes. We'd be so grateful if you'd leave us a like or a five-star review. Let's do this faith journey together.